The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. If you have them, enjoy the fall colors. They're beautiful in this part of the world. Good morning, I'm Paul Sodic. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, October 13th, 2022, Thursday of the 28th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is St. Edward the Confessor, born in 1003, the son of King Ethelred III and his Norman wife, Emma. He was born at Islip, England, and sent to Normandy with his mother in 1013, when the Danes invaded England. Edward remained in Normandy, was brought up a Norman, and in 1042 he was acclaimed King of England. His reign was a peaceful one, characterized by his good rule and remission of odious taxes, but also by the struggle partly caused by his natural inclination to favor the Normans. In his later years, Edward became more interested in religious affairs and built St. Peter's Abbey at Westminster, the site of the present abbey where he is buried, his piety gained him the surname The Confessor. He died in London January 5th, 1066. St. Edward the Confessor, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. We join Pope Francis in praying for the Church ever faithful to and courageous in preaching the Gospel. May the Church be a community of solidarity, fraternity, and welcome, always living in an atmosphere of synodality. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Well, it's quite curious to consider from the Gospel that the people most hostile to our Lord were actually the most educated people, the ones that knew the law more than anyone, the doctors of the law. They knew all about the prophecies of the Messiah. They knew all about the fact that this star was going to indicate him. They knew that the Messiah would appear in Bethlehem. And they had pretty much memorized everything that Moses had said. Yet, when you, Jesus with your loving goodness, your healing miracles, when you stood right there in front of them, when you had liberated souls from the devil, well, they actually concluded you might actually be in league with the devil. They thought you were a scam. So today, we have some of the harshest words of our Lord against this intellectual elite of the time. Woe to you, scholars of the law! You have taken away the key of knowledge, and you yourselves did not enter 
and you stopped those trying to enter. You've taken away the key of knowledge, he said. What is this key of knowledge that the Lord speaks about? Well, I looked it up and I read that this expression, the key of knowledge, was actually a physical key. It seems that these legal experts, like these scholars and these lawyers, actually kept the, the scriptures under lock and key. And they concealed from the multitudes the most important spiritual principles of the Old Covenant. Everything was filtered through their own interpretation. It's as though they thought that only they would really be able to have access to the scriptures, and nobody else was really authorized to come close to them. Yet the Word of God incarnate was speaking to them right there in front of them, and they could not be open to the truth of His words. They lost the key of knowledge, so they couldn't be open to the, the actual words of the Lord. They couldn't understand you, Lord. Instead, their minds became like agitated and even hostile when you spoke the truth. Their life was like out of focus. They were centered on appearances. Maybe they were obsessed over what people might think about them or say about them. And so they preferred to center themselves on their own personal experiences. Now you might think that these scholars or these Pharisees were really, really bad people. But I think somehow all their knowledge of Scripture and all their revelation that they read was just not properly channeled. They could not really integrate your moral and your spiritual teachings, Lord, into their lives. They somehow just like stayed on the surface. And that was probably because they were often applauded for their positions. And they liked to ingratiate themselves with the people. Yet in the end, their facade did not manage to impress you, Lord. But of course we can apply this underlying attitude that they had and that our Lord noticed, we can apply that to ourselves too. Does that ever happen to you when your life kind of starts getting more centered on appearances or your own personal experiences or your own interest for a kind of adventure? When we're honed in on impressions and feelings and we have actually lost track of the key of knowledge. This is what uh, David Brooks says. He's a columnist for the New York Times, and he wrote this book called uh, The Second Mountain. He calls this attitude that is popular in many people today, he calls it the ascetic life. The ascetic life could certainly be applied to the scholars that the Lord sees against. Because they ensure that everyone has heard about their degrees and their experiences with certain rabbis, their trips abroad, to famous sanctuaries, they, they made sure that everybody heard about that. And I think they must have been quite interesting at dinner parties. They would have told friends about their latest retreats they went on, or the cool adventures they had serving in the world-famous temple in Jerusalem. I can just picture them now name-dropping and showing off their ability to memorize the songs. Jesus mentioned how they would compete to see who had the longest phylacteries. Maybe they were dressed in the latest Gucci fall arrivals. Who knows? All that knowledge, all that superficial experience, seems to have clouded their judgment and made them actually unreliable witnesses of the truth. But let's apply that to ourselves today. And David Brooks talks about 
some recent college graduates in order to warn them against this phase, this ascetic phase of one's life. He says, a quote from him now, Your Instagram feed will be amazing. And everybody will think you're the coolest person ever. You tell yourself that relationships really matter to you. Scheduling drinks and having lunch. But after you've had 20 social encounters in a week, you forget what all those encounters are supposed to build to. You have thousands of conversations and you remember none. That's how he describes the ascetic life. Well, maybe the doctors of the law were like that. They were, they were in the Instagram life, so to speak. They had lots of interesting experiences, but were plagued by a fear of missing out. Their decisions about what to do with their knowledge kind of ended up falling flat. And the Lord lamented this. They weren't really focused on the essentials of the law. And, well, they ended up having a fragile unity of life. Woe to you, he said. Woe to you because your knowledge and your professional experience seems to be more about your own self-image. What you can do with that on Instagram. Your knowledge was no longer a treasure that you wanted to transmit, that you want to safeguard so that others might be enriched by it. Maybe there was an idealism at first, but it seems as though you ended up being more focused on your LinkedIn profile, he would have said. If you're listening now to 10 Minutes with Jesus, I assume that you want to learn more about the gospel and how to pray, and you want some guidance in terms of how to talk to Jesus. Maybe you're listening in the car right now. Well, that's good. I mean, I suppose it's good. But we must all have a true, direct contact with the gospel. We have to read it slowly and with care. Try to pick up on what our Lord is saying specifically to you today as you read. No worries if you, if you can't fully understand it. There's some good commentaries that you can read. But look, look, think of St. Augustine, who is quite the scholar. Right? He would not reform his personal life until the Lord started drawing him closer. And you know the famous scene in that fit of exasperation, he found himself in a garden full of anguish about his own life until he heard a voice of a child or even several children singing to him, inviting him to pick up the gospel and read. In that famous line, tole et legge, in Latin, take up and read, or pick up and read. And his eyes, as he picked up the gospel, fell on St. Paul's letter to the Romans. All of a sudden, he read, let us walk properly, as in the daytime, no longer in carousing and drunkenness, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, of course, changed everything for him, because he started to apply the gospel to his life. And we must do that too, but we have to read it. It's such a rich treasure. Take the key of knowledge by opening the gospel with faith, asking the Holy Spirit to open your mind. Let God speak to you and to reveal to you his deepest and most beautiful truths. The great saints did that, like St. Augustine. They would comment the books of Scripture. They would see several layers in every text. They would see the literal layer, then a bit further down, the spiritual layer. That tells me about my spiritual life. Then they would see the moral layer that entices me to be courageous and upright. Some scholars, like Jordan Peterson, 
They've seen the psychological layer that tells them more about their temperament or their fears. But every time, the key of knowledge will lead to a conversion. A conversion that will lead me to embrace the truth. To let my life be guided in all honesty and see where the Lord speaks to me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to guide me clearly. Don't let me be marred by the Instagram profile that I have curated so diligently for myself. Tolle et legge. Take up and read. And let your life be transformed by the Word of God. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 16 minutes past the hour, this is Daybreak. It's Thursday of the 28th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and And my my mouth mouth will will proclaim your praise. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth. And all nations learn your saving help. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Their own strength could not save them. It was your strength and the light of your face. Their Their own strength could not save them. It was your strength and the light of your face. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face. For you loved them. It is you, my king, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Their own strength could not save them. It was your strength and the light of your face. Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide his face. Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide his face. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing, and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations you make us a byword, among the People's a thing of derision. All day long my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide his face. 
Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever. Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever. This befell us that we had not forgotten you, that we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery? For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, is now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you foretold that we would share in the persecutions that brought you to a violent death. The Church formed at the cost of your precious blood is even now conformed to your passion. May it be transformed now and eternally by the power of your resurrection. Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever. Let the light of your face shine on me, O Lord. Teach me your ways of holiness. From the book of the prophet Zechariah. This word of the Lord of hosts came. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I am intensely jealous for Zion, stirred to jealous wrath for her. Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion, and I will dwell within Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the faithful city, and the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Old men and old women, each with staff in hand because of old age, shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem. The city shall be filled with boys and girls playing in her streets. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Even if this should seem impossible in the eyes of the remnant of this people, shall it in those days be impossible in my eyes also, says the Lord of hosts? Thus says the Lord of hosts, Lo, I will rescue my people from the land of the rising sun and from the land of the setting sun. I will bring them back to dwell within Jerusalem. They shall be my people, and I will be their God with faithfulness and justice. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Let your hands be strong, you who in these days hear these words spoken by the prophets on the day when the foundation of the house of the Lord of hosts was laid for the building of the temple. For before those days, there were no wages for men or hire for beasts. 
Those who came and went had no security from the enemy, for I set every man against his neighbor. But now I will not deal with the remnant of this people, as in former days, says the Lord of hosts, for it is the seed time of peace. The vine shall yield its fruit, the land shall bear its crops, and the heavens shall give their due. All these things I will have the remnant of the people possess. Just as you were a curse among the nations, O house of Judah and house of Israel, so will I save you, that you may be a blessing. Do not fear, but let your hands be strong. Thus says the Lord of hosts, As I determined to harm you when your fathers provoked me to wrath, says the Lord of hosts, and I did not relent, so again in these days I have determined to favor Jerusalem and the house of Judah. Do not fear. These, then, are the things you should do. Speak the truth to one another. Let there be honesty and peace in the judgments at your gates, and let none of you plot evil against another in his heart, nor love a false oath. For all these things I hate, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, There shall yet come peoples, the inhabitants of many cities, and the inhabitants of one city shall approach those of another, and say, Come, let us go to implore the favor of the Lord, and I too will go to seek the Lord. Many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to implore the favor of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days ten men of every nationality, speaking different tongues, shall take hold, yes, take hold of every Jew by the edge of his garment, and say, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Thus says the Lord, I will rescue my people from the lands of the east and the lands of the west. Let, Let your, your hands be strong, you who hear these words proclaimed by the prophets. You are the children of the prophets, heirs of the covenant God made with our fathers. Let, Let your hands be strong, you who hear these words proclaimed by the prophets. A reading from a treatise on John by St. Augustine, Bishop. No one comes to me unless the Father draws him. Do not think that you are drawn against your will. The will is drawn also by love. We must not be afraid of men who weigh words, but are far from understanding what belongs above all to divine truth. They may find fault with this passage of Scripture and say to us, How can I believe of my own free will if I am drawn to believe? I answer, It is not enough that you are moved by the will, for you are drawn also by desire. What does this mean to be drawn by desire? Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. The heart has its own desires. It takes delight, for example, in the bread from heaven. The poet could say, Everyone is drawn by his own desire, not by necessity but by desire, not by compulsion but by pleasure. We can say then with greater force that one who finds pleasure in truth, in happiness, in justice, in everlasting life, is drawn to Christ for Christ is all these things. Are our bodily senses to have their desires, but not the will? 
If the will does not have its desires, how can Scripture say, The children of men will find their hope under the shadow of your wings. They will drink their fill from the plenty of your house, and you will give them drink from the running stream of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life, and in your light we shall see light. Show me one who loves. He knows what I mean. Show me one who is full of longing, one who is hungry, one who is a pilgrim and suffering from thirst in the desert of this world, eager for the fountain in the homeland of eternity. Show me someone like that, and he knows what I mean. But if I speak to someone without feeling, he does not understand what I am saying. You have only to show a leafy branch to a sheep, and it is drawn to it. If you show nuts to a boy, he is drawn to them. He runs to them because he is drawn, drawn by love, drawn without any physical compulsion, drawn by a chain attached to his heart. Everyone is drawn by his own desire. This is a true saying, and earthly delights and pleasures set before those who love them succeed in drawing them. If this is so, are we to say that Christ revealed and set before us by the Father does not draw us? What does the soul desire more than truth? Why then does the soul have hungry jaws, a spiritual palate, as it were, sensitive enough to judge the truth, if not in order to eat and drink wisdom, justice, truth, eternal life? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice, that is, here on earth. They shall be satisfied, that is, in heaven. Christ says, I give each what he loves. I give each the object of his hope. He will see what he believed in, though without seeing it. What he now hungers for, he will eat. What he now thirsts for, he will drink to the full. When? At the resurrection of the dead. For I will raise him up on the last day. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. All who have listened to the Father and learned from him come to me. It is written in the prophets, they shall all be taught by God. All All who have have listened to the Father and learned from him come to me. Let us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after, and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes along with In Conversation with God, and we'll pray morning prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, October 13th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek, and today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord does not go easy on the scribes, Pharisees, and lawyers. From the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets whom your fathers killed. So you are witnesses and consent to the deeds of your fathers. For they killed them, and you build their tombs. Therefore also the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute, 
that the blood of all the prophets shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it shall be required of this generation. Woe to you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter yourselves, and you hindered those who were entering. As Jesus went away from there, the scribes and the Pharisees began to press him hard and to provoke him to speak of many things, lying in wait for him to catch at something he might say. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, it's rather an awesome thought, but it's true. God has something specific in mind for each individual one of us to do with our lives. We call that a vocation. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. Our vocation is a tremendous gift. We should thank God incessantly for this blessing. This is the light that illuminates our path. Without the knowledge of God's will for us, we would be at the mercy of our own will, a most unreliable and flickering candle indeed. When God gives us our vocation, He grants us the lights and the graces we shall need in order to undertake the divine call. Through the knowledge of his vocation, man comes to a definitive knowledge of himself, the world, and God. This is the point of reference from which each person is enabled to judge past and present circumstances. To grow in understanding of the divine will for us is always a reason for hope and joy. Through the vocation God has given us, he invites us to enter into his intimate life, into a life of prayer. Christ asks us to make him the center of our existence, to follow him right in the thick of daily realities, the home, the office, the world of work. Christ calls us to see other people as children of God, as beings of great value who are the subject of divine predilection. We should help others in their material and spiritual necessities. We are talking here about our approach to the people who, in one way or another, share with us our daily lives with all their strengths and weaknesses. We may come to a realization of the divine will in a flash, as was the case with Paul on the road to Damascus. God may prefer, on the other hand, to disclose his will to us little by little over time, as was the case with St. Joseph. It is not a question of simply knowing what God wants from each of us in the various situations of life. The individual must do what God wants, as we are reminded in the words that Mary, the mother of Jesus, addressed to the servants at Cana, do whatever he tells you. However, to act in fidelity to God's will requires a capability for acting and the developing of that capability. We can rest assured that this is possible through the free and responsible collaboration of each of us with the grace of the Lord, which is never lacking. St. Leo the Great says, The one who confers the dignity will give the strength. 
This, then, is the marvelous yet demanding task awaiting all the lay faithful and all Christians at every moment, to grow always in the knowledge of the richness of baptism and faith as well as to live it more fully. This fullness is realized each day when we are faithful in little things, when we correspond with divine grace in the exercise of our normal responsibilities. This is true on days when we find the struggle not too arduous, and on those inevitable occasions when we find it more difficult. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord. At daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord. Lord, listen to my prayer. Turn your ear to my appeal. You are faithful, you are just. Give answer. Do not call your servant to judgment, for no one is just in your sight. The enemy pursues my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead, long forgotten. Therefore my spirit fails. My heart is numb within me. I remember the days that are past. I ponder all your works. I muse on what your hand has wrought and to you I stretch out my hands. Like a parched land, my soul thirsts 
for you. Lord, make haste and answer, for my spirit fails within me. Do not hide your face, lest I become like those in the grave. In the morning, let me know your love, for I put my trust in you. Make me know the way I should walk. To you I lift up my soul. Rescue me, Lord, from my enemies. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you, O Lord, are my God. Let your good spirit guide me in ways that are level and smooth. For your name's sake, Lord, save my life. In your justice, save my soul from distress. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord Jesus, early in the morning of your resurrection, you made your love known and brought the first light of dawn to those who dwell in darkness. Your death has opened a path for us. Do not enter into judgment with your servants. Let your Holy Spirit guide us together into the land of justice. At daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord. The Lord will make a river of peace flow through Jerusalem. The Lord will make a river of peace flow through Jerusalem. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad because of her, all you who love her. Exalt, exalt with her, all you who are mourning over her. Oh, that you may suck fully of the milk of her comfort, that you may nurse with delight at her abundant breasts. For thus says the Lord, Lo, I will spread prosperity over her like a river, and the wealth of nations like an overflowing torrent. As nurslings you shall be carried in her arms and fondled in her lap. As a mother comforts her son, so will I comfort you. In Jerusalem you shall find your comfort. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bodies flourish like the grass. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord Lord will make make a river of peace flow through through Jerusalem. Let us joyfully praise the Lord our God. Let Let us us joyfully joyfully praise the Lord Lord our our God. Praise the Lord, for he is good. Sing to our God, for he is loving. To him our praise is due. The Lord builds up Jerusalem and brings back Israel's exiles. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up all their wounds. He fixes the number of the stars and calls each one by its name. Our Lord is great and almighty. His wisdom can never be measured. 
The Lord raises the lowly. He humbles the wicked to the dust. O sing to the Lord, giving thanks. Sing psalms to our God with the harp. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares the rain for the earth, making mountains sprout with grass and with plants to serve man's needs. He provides the beasts with their food and young ravens that call upon him. His delight is not in horses, nor his pleasure in warrior strength. The Lord delights in those who revere him and those who wait for his love. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. God our Father, great builder of the heavenly Jerusalem, you know the number of the stars and call each of them by name. Heal hearts that are broken. Gather together those who have been scattered and enrich us all from the plentitude of your eternal wisdom. Let, Let us, us joyfully praise the Lord our God. A reading from the letter to the Romans. The sufferings of the present are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed in us. Indeed, the whole created world eagerly awaits the revelation of the sons of God. Creation was made subject to futility, not of its own accord, but by him who once subjected it. Yet not without hope, because the world itself will be freed from its slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Always you are there to help me. I think of you, O Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord and forgive us our sins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation 
by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Let us pray to God, who gives salvation to his people. You are our life, O Lord. You are our life, O Lord. Blessed are you, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for by your mercy we have been reborn to a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You are our life, O Lord. You made man in your image and renewed him in Christ. Mold us into the likeness of your Son. You are our life, O Lord. Pour out your love through the Holy Spirit. Heal our hearts, wounded by hatred and jealousy. You are our life, O Lord. Today, grant work to laborers, bread to the hungry, joy to the sorrowful. Grace and redemption to all men. You are our life, O Lord. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, let the knowledge of salvation enlighten our hearts, so that freed from fear and from the power of our enemies, we may serve you faithfully all the days of our life. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. From the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.